0: Podcast about horror movies and what they mean to us. Uh, I'm Kristen Lighty, your host, and tonight I'm super excited. We have with us the owner of Lucky Cat Comedy out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Haley Flinker. Hey, Haley, how are you?
1: Hi, Kristen. I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. Hey, why don't you tell the people a little bit more about who you are and what you do?
1: Yes. So I own the Lucky Cat Comedy and Events in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Um, we are, as the the name would suggest, we are a comedy club. Um, and we do some other event type stuff too. Um, we used to own a brewery in our same space, and we had that for about four years. And decided to take things a different direction. Um, so we've been doing a ton of comedy stuff already, and having a comedy club just seems like the natural next step. So here we are. We've been open. Um, we've been open full time as a comedy club since early May, mid May of this year.
0: Yeah. And I performed there earlier this month in August and it was such a treat. It's such a cool venue. I had such a good time there. The crowd was amazing. I can't speak highly enough of it.
1: We were very excited to have you. We can't wait for you to come back.
0: Ooh, yay. And (laughs) I love that you're like doing dance lessons and yoga. Uh,
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Community building spot.
1: That's what I am trying to do. That's what I've been trying to do the last, you know, few years that we've had our business. So Um, different avenues just kind of keep popping up so doing a bunch of different stuff
0: I'm really excited and impressed by it I can't wait to see everything that comes uh comes to the lucky cat thank you sweet so uh you know most of the people that I reach out to interview I kind of have a feeling about this question already but uh what's your relationship to horror movies and how do you feel about horror overall
1: Sure. Um, I'm a fan, but I'm not like a super mega, super knowledgeable, like I don't know all of the history of horror, um, but I like a good scary movie. Um, I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to scary movies. So there are some like this one, when I first started watching it this week, I asked my best friend if she would watch it with me um, because it scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it. So Um, I, I like to be... I like scary movies, but I also like to have company when I watch them, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it does. But yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not super like, you know, into all the ins and outs of the genre, but I enjoy them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can be that way as well. Like I know what I like. And um I did really appreciate like I made an H. H. Holmes joke at your club and I think you were the only one that really laughed. And I was like, <laughs> That's for Haley.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I am definitely into true crime. Um, so much more that probably than
0: mm-hmm. horror
1: films than themselves, but.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious, what's the first horror movie you remember seeing as a kid?
1: The first, um, I guess I, it's probably not a horror movie, but the first movie that scared me to the point that I like made my parents turn it off was E.T. Whenever E.T. came out, I was like, this is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. I refused to watch it. I didn't see it until I was like 35.
0: Yeah, E.T. freaked me out too. I couldn't understand why my parents were so excited for me to see it as like-
1: Right, like this? that's not that's not a children's movie. Um, but the first actual horror movie I remember watching is Halloween. Um, and I watched it at a church lock-in when I was like 12. <laughs> Obviously I watched it, as, I mean, it was small town Iowa. Like, why wouldn't you watch? Halloween at a church lock in.
0: Yeah, that seems pretty wild for the church lock in. Your church sounds way cooler than any church. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the the pastor's kids were involved. You know how it goes. So.
0: Whoa, maybe I would have gone to church if they were playing Halloween. <laughs> uh, all right, for us to talk about tonight, Haley has chosen Sinister from 2012, the story of a washed up true crime writer who finds himself uh, living in the crime scene, uh, of a mass murder of a family and, uh, chaos ensues from there. So Haley, why'd you pick this movie?
1: um it, so i actually was going to pick the conjuring and then i saw that somebody did oh. the conjuring recently so this was kind of my backup choice sorry ethan hawk um but this was one of those movies like i saw it when i came out um i i love movies and i love going to movies and i don't go to as many as i used to because i don't have the time but when this movie came out i was seeing like all of the movies um but i loved this movie so much um when it first came out, I just thought it was—I thought it was really good—and it did. I did have nightmares about Mister Boogie. So, if yeah. that gives you any indication what kind of horror fan I am, like this one. And watching it this time, it wasn't so bad. I don't know what the deal was, but
0: <laughs> well, you know, I think the combination of um, you know the surprise and the jump scares and the the music that they use and the overall Uh like just the weird noises that they use combined with the snuff film footage I mean it's yes
1: yes and there it's so dark and rewatching it this time and I know that there were some like you know the power outages in the neighborhood or whatever throughout the movie but most of the time I was watching this I was like why don't you people turn on a fucking light
0: like oh, right. a lot
1: of these problems would be, you wouldn't have any issues if you would just flip a light switch. And he's walking around with that teeny tiny little flashlight. I'm like, what are you doing?
0: Yes. And you know, part of me, like, I love Ethan Hawke. I actually really enjoyed Black Phone, um, but part of me still totally sees him as Troy from Reality Bites.
1: <laughs> yes, Absolutely. <laughs> It's hard not to. And then he wore that cable knit sweater throughout this whole movie. Like, this went on over several days and he's wearing the same sweater. And it was very, it reminded me very much of Reality Bites, I thought. Yeah,
0: very 90s grunge.
1: Yes. (laughs) I think Ethan Hawke just is that. Yeah. I don't think he's moved on from 90s grunge. I think he will be forever. Uh,
0: Did you see Black Phone by
1: chance? I can't remember if I did or not. It sounds familiar.
0: (laughs) You know, I'm never one to like, be like, oh, so-and-so is attractive, but he had his shirt off frequently. And me and my friend kept talking about like, Ethan Hawke's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't want to spoil that for anyone. have to <laughs> check that out. <laughs> it's a major plot point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he put a little weight on. He got more mature. Um, Filled out a little. Yeah. I will stop talking about my weird teenage <laughs> crushes now um so like what themes stuck out to you in sinister
1: yeah it there was a lot of you know it plays on that childhood fear like what if something what if some monster comes for me the child um and ultimately that is what happens is that a monster comes for them or the girl the child and then you know, like as a parent, I'm not a parent, and I'm not going to be a parent. But you know, me neither. Parent, a, a parent's worst fear. Good for you. <laughs> but you know, parents' worst fears is losing a child or not having things out of their control that they can't protect their children, and that just that was what this was all about. Totally fed into that.
0: Yeah, and the children were terrifying themselves, really. Yes.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it was the kids' long, like the boy kids' long hair, and then he had that scene where he was doing his popped out of the box thing, and they were just really, really surly and dark, and like they never seemed that. Yeah, they just seemed really spooky. Also,
0: yeah, that scene where Trevor's having his night terror and comes like out of his box in a wheel position. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that alone was enough for me to be like, I'm. Really glad about my decision to not have kids.
1: Right, kids can do this. I'm out. <laughs> no, thank you. You
0: know, hard it was pass. Mr. Boogie. It was funny because I, when I first saw his name in print, I saw it as Mr. Bougie. <laughs> like, Ooh, Bougie! Beware the ruling class, uh, which made me kind of giggle when I realized, oh, it's Boogie, you dummy. <laughs>
1: i like mr bougie better i feel that we should write a movie about mr bougie you
0: make your rent go really high <laughs> i do feel like he had a sick little sense of humor with his movie titles
1: yes okay yeah, there was pool party or, or sorry do we want to back up i might oh, be yeah. going moving no, too right. far forward pool
0: party lawn work sleepy time Hanging with the family, that's
1: probably the... Yeah. Yes, hanging with the family was dark. And then at the end, um, house painting. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very
1: very clever, very clever.
0: So here's my question to you. If you were in this house and you found these tapes, would you keep watching them?
1: Absolutely not. I know, right? No, there is no way. And he just, night after night, he's like, I have to keep... And the film burns up and he doesn't take it as a sign like maybe i should stop watching these i'm going to splice these together and then i'm going to start digitizing them and then i'm going to watch them again i'm like no absolutely not yeah i mean there's no way
0: I know he's like trying to revive his career and he's going for notoriety, but, and and like, I'm not big on cops, but I feel like at a certain point you're withholding evidence,
1: right? Oh, absolutely. He was. And then he was like trying to conspire with that deputy sheriff and like getting information um, and the actual sheriff. So Fred Thompson, do you remember when Fred Thompson ran for president? What? I thought he was familiar. yeah, oh so God. he's an actor, and he's been in all sorts of stuff, but I had forgotten he was in this until he popped up, and I was like, oh, my God, and then I remembered when he ran for president a million Why years ago. Why did he run for
0: president? What a wild It would battle. have
1: been, like, 20... When... Uh, what was the guy who played the bass? <laughs> Flea. <No. laughs> Mike Huckabee, like, the year that Mike Huckabee ran... And, um, oh, was that 2016? No, it might've been 2012. Okay. Or it might've even been earlier that it, might, it might've been like 2008, but oh. yeah. So Fred Thompson was in the Republican field of presidential uh, hopefuls. Republican cop. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah,
0: but Yeah. That mind. deputy
1: sheriff, that deputy sheriff is just like, Oh sure. I'm a big fan. Like, and that my, one of my favorite scenes is when that guy comes and um after ethan have to, didn't want to get stitches and so he was hanging out and wanted the autograph or whatever and he was kind of the the comic relief and i really liked that character but he was he was definitely not doing anything that he should have been doing as a law enforcement officer no
0: i love that he's like you got the wall with the pictures and the yarn and everything he was <laughs> yes. like so happily excited you know
1: <laughs> yes
0: Oh, man, I you know, watching this, I think one of the like two really big themes jumped out at me and one was like alcoholism, like Ethan Hawke. Oh, absolutely. Like decomposing and turning into this really scary guy. Like, yes, I think like kind of the culmination of everything and just the weird ass scene is like he is out in the yard burning all the films he hasn't like changed his clothes in days and his wife comes out and is just like, Hey, what you doing?
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> I could not figure out what her deal was. Like she has to be the heaviest sleeper or I don't know if she was medicating to sleep through the night or what, what that was put every time he was up in the, and he's making tons of noise and he's in the attic stomping around falling through a ceiling (laughs) right all of this is going on or like his projector is like starting itself in the middle of the night and somehow she never hears any of this but she sure is cranky in the morning
0: i feel like she is a really good representation of like either enabling or just like that good old catholic mom blinders are up it's not a problem it's fine everything's fine (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes exactly yeah if i sleep through this it's not a problem
0: yeah yeah and like i feel like their relationship was really
1: bad like it, it was not good no do we even know what she does for a living no she complained about not being able to go out in town and she said at one point she was like i want to be able to do my work
0: mm-hmm. but we never
1: find out what her my work, work my very
0: important work
1: <laughs> right but clearly it doesn't matter because it's all about him writing another book um and there was only i think one scene where they seemed even kind of remotely that first day that the kids were going back to school and they're like kiss kiss love love enjoy yeah. your toast yeah and then the next time you see her it's the middle of the night and they're out on their porch their porch lights always work by the way oh yeah like even yeah. if the power's off <laughs> anytime they go outside porch lights like
0: psh- yeah
1: hmm
0: um and then the other thing about their relationship was like how do you move into a house that you don't know is a crime scene like
1: right you went
0: google this house it just felt like he picked out the house and they moved in
1: yes definitely and that whole thing about like she knew they were moving close to the crime scene but like clearly you know him and kind of what he is about wouldn't you think to be like, I wonder where these people were actually murdered in wherever Ville, USA, that they moved to. Yeah. But she was just like, Oh, okay, honey, we'll go, we'll write your book and then we'll go home.
0: Yeah. Felt real bad. Like, <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. you want. And then that night where he's burning everything and is creepy as hell. Um, he's like, get in the car, you know, he's obviously wasted and
1: he's driving. Like. Yes, I thought of that too. And then they get pulled over and it's the whole thing. And I was like, Why, why would you let him drive?
0: And I first of that. all,
1: 12 hours ago, you wanted to leave. Yeah. Like you were like, Why did you bring us to this house? I remember also letters,
0: why did you let him drive? <laughs>
1: yes seriously like you're you've dragged your kids out of bed you're fleeing town at a higher rate of speed why are you letting him drive so yeah i think there's definitely some enabling going on there
0: yeah and then the other theme that jumped out at me and i'm interested on your take on it as someone who doesn't have children as well is this idea of like selfishness versus selflessness like I think the mom was very selfless and dad's obviously very selfish and like pursuing this career and like he sees that as his legacy um I feel like it's getting better as I get older and people just expect me to like lean into my spinsterhood and not have kids but <laughs> I do feel I like... say as I
1: as I hold a cat on my lap yeah <laughs> we want the cat one sake, of two <laughs> one of five cats in our house by the way so yeah <laughs> um, nope. but
0: I do feel like people who, you know, want to pursue their career or their passions are kind of judged, you know, for not bringing life into the world or,
1: or. whatever. Sure. Yeah. That people see that as being selfish. Like what you want to do is more important than having kids. But to my, I kind of see it as it's kind of selfish to think so highly of yourself that you have to bring another version of you into the world. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially when the world's on
1: fire. Right. Like, why would, why would you want to We there? And there are already bergillions of people here. We're not going to run out of people. Yeah. Do we need, do we need that many people to make more people? Mm-hmm. The people we have are not really that great. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I totally agree. But yeah, it was uh you know there was the horror story of Mr. Bougie, but I also feel like we were just watching this dad unravel.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that that, that last 30 40 minutes or so whereas I would have called that film just the unraveling of Ethan Hawke. Yeah. And it was re- and he was really good. I thought he did a great job like uh the wife maybe not the best actress but I thought he his performance was was really good as that as that all happened and he just slowly melted
0: yeah and and the wife was british for some reason
1: yeah i was confused by that also and there were a couple of times i thought maybe she was australian oh maybe. but i wasn't yeah. sure yeah and i never looked up anything about the actress i don't think i've ever seen her in anything else um normally if i see somebody like that i would like i have to like look them up on IMDB to send them. I was like no i've never seen you in anything I, i'm fairly certain in that yeah. but
0: I feel like we knew more about his past career than her. Like, how did they meet? What does she do? Like, who is she?
1: Right. Why is she here? Why did they bring children into the world together?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's Why didn't she weird.
1: send him? Because if they're if they're only going to be there temporarily anyway, while well, he researches this book, why not? And school is clearly in session. Mm-hmm. Why not stay in your house with your kids? Well, he goes off to do his work and he can fly home on the, every other weekend or whatever. They're amazing, until it's done.
0: amazing mansion of a home.
1: <laughs> yes. I f- had forgotten about that when they got back to that house. I was like, what are you? And like, you moved into a murder house from this? Why?
0: Yeah. It was like a terrible seventies house too. And this yes. tree. The tree branch that was like cut to hang them was still. That
1: they didn't there. even cut down.
0: <laughs> like you think you would take down murder tree.
1: Yeah, right. For that reason. Yeah, she's like, down. you you let our child play out by the murder tree. Like, oh, they didn't cut it down. So what's the harm? It's fine.
0: <laughs> uh, what do you think was the scariest uh, tape, by the way?
1: Oh, um. Pool party was pretty spooky. That seems like a pretty brutal way to die. Oh, God. Yeah. Just With to be feet like, full. yeah. Um, what were the other ones? How can I have forgotten this already?
0: Oh, there was the one where they were burned alive in their car. And... Yes. That
1: one was. Oh, oh <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, what was the lawnmower one? Oh, lawn uh, yard work. Yes, yard work. I think that was the worst one for me.
0: That was really terrifying because I was like, what am I looking at? What is this? And then, yes, when
1: like, I mean, you can't tell right to the Yeah. Yeah. And then when the girl turns around and does her little shh thing, where you're like, oh, yeah.
0: You know, it's funny, is Saturday night, I did Don't Tell comedy, and their logo is the little shh, and I was like, a <gasps>
1: oh.
0: <laughs> bunch of dead kids.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Where's Mr. Boogie? Where is he?
0: Yeah. I think those are the major themes that jumped out at me in the movie. Did any other theme strike you?
1: No, I think that that covers it for me too. Yeah.
0: I did enjoy all the dead kid parties. Like they seem like they have fun together. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have somebody suck out your soul and just haunt people forever, they seem to be having a pretty good time. (laughs) Yeah
0: um so what were your favorite parts of this movie
1: um my favorite scene is just that one with the deputy because I thought it was so funny um and then there's that scene that first one um where he goes up to the attic where like he hears the projector in the attic at night and goes up there and that's the first time that he like sees the kids and the Mr. Boogie and I thought that was that was a really good good scene too and the entire ending just that last 10 15 minutes um where it where it all wraps up I thought was really good yeah what
0: a fun reveal that it's the children
1: yes yes I loved that
0: how do you think I know that I think this is answered in part two but how does Mr. Boogie turn the children evil
1: it was I don't know and I also was curious um, if this like Bagul, so I also love the Vincent D'Onofrio professor character who like, you know, sprinkles all of these little occult bits of whatever in. But then I wondered if Bagul is an actual folk tale or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. And I forgot, totally forgot to look it up.
0: Well, let's see.
1: Yeah, why Mr. Boogie? What, do, what what does Mr. Boogie, like, what is his role in all this?
0: Um, I do feel like by Googling him, I am bringing him to my house, so I'm going to stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good call. That's uh, a good call.
0: No, I, I can't quite seem to find, you know, if he is real or a creation from the sinister universe.
1: A real myth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did um, that. The first bit that really made me jump was um, when Ethan Hawke has zoomed in on that picture of Mr. Boogie on his laptop and he turns away to do whatever. And then Mr. Boogie turns toward the camera and then turns back. And that was that was the first time I was like, oh,
0: that was fun. Um, It was super creepy, too. Just like all the instances of technology kind of coming to life on its own. Yes. And did you have COVID at all? I did. Did you have the weird stuff in the corner of your eyes? Like you'd see something
1: move? No, I didn't oh. know that was a thing. It that's, is. That's terrifying. It Did was. It was. La- but it went away like after your, your COVID had passed?
0: Sometimes I still have little flare-ups. Like sometimes coffee will still taste like dirt and water tastes like milk. And I will sometimes see a little flash out of the corner of my eye. Um, it's not as bad as when it, when I had it. Um, but I had a friend who had it too. And like, I thought I was going crazy. Um, but just like, oh, it, this movie kind of freaked me out for that reason. Cause I was like, what if it was Mr. Boogie?
1: So <laughs> <laughs> he's already in your house. He's already in your computer.
0: <laughs> oh man. Oh man.
1: Mr. Boogie started COVID. I think that's what we just found out.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't put it past him. It seems like his kind of <laughs>
1: that's how he's getting the kids
0: yeah I think my favorite part of this movie was the kids and the reveal you know that it was them all along Uh uh-huh and also you know children are just so creepy when used correctly in horror movies
1: yeah and this was a really good use of kids like that I think yeah I mean especially that daughter Ethan Hawke's daughter
0: yeah definitely Ashley you know, cause originally we think that maybe Mr. Boogie is, you know, he's going to terrify the children. You don't think he's like recruiting them.
1: Right. For the Mr. Boogie army.
0: Yeah. And then uh, when we, okay. So what I don't get is like, how does Ashley paint that huge ass picture in her room of like the family hanging and Mr. Boogie's face and no one's like, Hey honey, what you
1: doing? right? Yeah, because Ethan Hawke's like, oh, I'm such a great dad. I'm always with the kids, whatever. It was like, you've never even been in your daughter's bedroom. She is drawing the man that's terrorizing everything that you're doing and you haven't noticed. So don't tell me about what a hands-on parent you're being right now.
0: Yeah, maybe you're not father of the year. And then when she's like staring at the little dead girl who, like, I feel like towards the end, the kids just, the ghost kids just got really cocky with like how often they would pop up. And, <laughs> right. Or maybe they're just trying to burn through their budget. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, they, they did appear much more. Yeah. Brashly there at the end
0: oh and then that moment where ashley says oh she's the one daddy's writing his book about she used to live here (laughs) like
1: right mm. she figures out that they're living in a murder house before his wife does right what is this woman doing all day you can't making toast is not that much work
0: i know i know i you know i don't want to like talk bad about her because she's obviously not in a great situation but get a clue honey
1: Right. <laughs> Pay some, some some kind of attention. Exactly.
0: I try to think of what my favorite part is. And you know, I think it's gross, but I just love how evil we be- we see Ashley become.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, and that that last line where she says, "Don't worry, daddy, I'll make you famous again." Yeah. Like, that was so perfect. <sighs>
0: That was brutal. Uh huh. I mean, and that really speaks to the idea that, like, you know, if you're not there for your kids, and you put yourself above them, you know, they notice. Right.
1: (laughs) They will kill you.
0: Yeah, and you know, maybe it's not so much murder as a metaphor for resentment in the years they'll (laughs) therapy. I don't know. Um, But yeah, Ashley definitely took matters into her own hands.
1: I appreciate that. I like to take charge. Yeah.
0: Okay. So could you live in a crime scene? Like say you saw this house is absolutely amazing deal, like practically free. Could you buy it and do it?
1: I, th- I thought a little bit about that. Um, that particular house. No, there was nothing special about that house, <laughs> except that people were murdered there. Like that was like, the most average like you said 70s whatever the only part of that house out there that they had that big picture window in the kitchen with the pretty tree behind it. and I was like oh that's kind of neat but like that house no but maybe maybe if it were a really cool house and a great deal you're like eh, no, I don't know we'll give it a go so
0: you're open to a unique murder house
1: yes yes I, I think I would say that how about you I don't think I could you know okay I don't
0: believe in ghosts or And I'm an atheist, but, like, I do, f- like, f- feel weird vibes about things. And, like, sure, I just don't think I could do it.
1: And I'm an atheist, but I also believe it. I do believe in ghosts. I know. Um, it, it's,
0: it's hard. It's confusing. But I
1: could still, <laughs> I still think that I could, uh, if, if the price were right and, and the house was right, give it a go. I
0: do love a bargain. And this housing market is a nightmare.
1: And maybe you know, have somebody go, if you're getting such a good deal, then maybe you can like pay to have paranormal tests and your testers go in for a spending night and see just anything spooky going on before you move in.
0: That's true. If it's a good deal, we could have someone else take care of it.
1: Would you spend the night in like a quote unquote, like a haunted house? So like in Southwest Iowa, have you heard of the Velisca X murders?
0: No, tell me all about okay. it.
1: So in Southwest Iowa, there, it was the very early 1900s. Like right after the turn of the century and it was this family and um the entire family was murdered with axes in the middle of the night um but the house still stands um and they do tours obviously but then you can like rent the house and spend the night in there um so i've seen a listened to a couple different podcasts and seen a couple different things about like the spooky things that happened in the house when they stayed in the in the house overnight Oh, and I've wow. always kind of wanted to do it, but also kind of, yeah, I don't know. It seems a little, and I think too, is just how old the house is. Like houses that old are creepy anyway. Um, yeah. And I, it obviously hasn't been updated in the last 120 years. So it's just a really old house, which it, ha- it has its own inherent, just spookiness about it. Yeah. Who, who did the murders? Um, there's a bunch of different, um, they don't really know. Ooh. yes there's speculation that it was so i saw there's a place here in or erin marion um next to cedar rapids called the granger house which is a haunted historic victorian mansion too and they bring in speakers sometimes so i went to a speaker there about the Velisca axe murders and he has this theory that it was a serial killer who was riding the train and going from town to town and and killing people because there were a couple other um semi-similar murders um across the midwest around the same time um but yeah they don't really know
0: wow that's some wild
1: stuff who did I'm the murders yeah that. yeah yeah check it out it's, it's pretty interesting and honestly one of the spooky or like more eerie paranormally um experiences i've had so when i was in high school i was on an ffa trip and my advisor was from Velisca so we stopped on the way to or from wherever we were going just to like take pictures of the house from the outside and when we went to leave our school van wouldn't start and that was just really creepy like we were just parked right outside the building and it and it wouldn't start for like 10 minutes oh. <laughs> and i can't think that it was a coincidence
0: oh that is so creepy i, I did perform uh before at the renwick mansion have you been up there
1: I haven't been, I've seen it, but I've never been there, but it looks really cool.
0: It is. And uh, you can sleep there when you perform there. And I actually, I got there during the day when no one else was there. And I was just like, I had been, I think I like came right from work and was exhausted. Um, so I went to take a nap and then like, I started hearing all these little things around the house, just like weird sounds, like not someone that had come in um but I just like sat up in bed and was like shut the hell up And, like,
1: <laughs> and like, did it stop? It,
0: it did like so apparently if ghosts are real you just have to yell at them like a third shift
1: dad trying to get <laughs> sleep and just got to be stern yeah mm-hmm. they will leave
0: you alone good to know yeah but then I slept at night there was no weird noises but then the house is full of drunk comics too so maybe that was just
1: yes yeah having the company there and And no ghost is going to want to mess with a bunch of drunk comics.
0: Like, ew, they keep talking about themselves. (laughs) Man, I love Iowa. It is like my, don't tell Wisconsin, but I think it is like my favorite Midwestern state. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like asking a mom to pick her kids, you know, like I love the Midwest, but like Iowa and Wisconsin are definitely my top two.
1: I'm glad Iowa loves you. We want want to see more of you in our state.
0: I feel like we have a a creepy kinship between Iowa and
1: Wisconsin. (laughs) Most definitely. Most definitely. (laughs) There's a lot of similarities there for sure. Yes. All right. So to
0: bring us back to Sinister, what are your final thoughts on Sinister?
1: Um, I I still really liked this movie. And the, the very, very end, Mr. Boogie got me again. I had forgotten that that little bit happened. I'm sure that's why I had nightmares the first time I saw this is because just at that last second where he pops back in, he's like, Hey, I'm like, I see what you did there. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good movie.
0: I did too. And I was shocked that I hadn't seen it. You know, I feel like sometimes I kind of live under a rock. um, So it's always exciting to me when my guest picks a film I haven't seen. And I did feel like it was sort of in a way like a little bit of an homage to the shining at points like he's definitely a writer, and then that axe scene at the end with yes play. I was like oh that's fun
1: <laughs> yes I meant to bring that up too and I totally forgot yes I, I liked those little little nods especially if it's a nod because a lot of times horror movies there's nods to all sorts of things that I don't necessarily pick up on so when it's something that is references something that I know what the references are I'm like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a was win. Fun. That's a win for me.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it was just too much. I felt like this was a real nice, subtle nod and a good, solid reference.
1: Will you watch Sinister 2? There is a sequel.
0: I did start because it's on Netflix. I started okay. um, and then I got really tired and fell asleep.
1: <laughs> Who is in Sinister 2? I have not seen it.
0: It's the deputy. He's like the main character. So it'll be right up your oh, alley.
1: Oh, fantastic. Okay. I will definitely yeah. check it out. They should um, have called it Mr. Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that was a big missed opportunity but it's okay I'll, I'll overlook that
0: it was and you know i heard sinister two didn't do very well which is why there was no sinister three so if they had gone with mr boogaloo maybe it would
1: have happened <laughs> right more people would have gone to see it for sure
0: yes um yeah so i guess um my final thoughts with sinister are fatherhood isn't for everyone <laughs> uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know, don't enable your alcoholic husbands. Yeah.
0: Maybe not everyone is cut out to be a writer. You know what's funny? I actually right? when I was in high school, I really wanted to be a writer. And then I had this come to Jesus moment of like, do you want to be a writer? Or do you like just like being drunk? <laughs> <laughs> oh ding ding ding. Yeah. Yeah. It's that. It's absolutely I'm an addict and I love being a mess. <laughs>
1: And this helps facilitate that. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, like something to work on for
1: myself.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, where can people learn more about you and the Lucky Cat and all the awesome things that you're doing there?
1: Yes. So I am on Instagram as the Lucky Cat Haley. Um, so you can follow me there and see what I'm up to. Um, and the Lucky Cat is the luckycatcr.com. Um, check out our website, it shows all of the events we have coming up um follow us on facebook too that's a good way to to see what's going on and we also do have a mailing list i send out an email every week that that just lets everybody know what events are coming up and and how to check us out yeah this we, will have, be we have some in, fun shows coming up in the next few weeks so
0: yeah this will be out in about two to three weeks do you have any uh names you wanna
1: perfect yes brent Turhune will be back september 16th and 17th um he was here earlier this year maybe late last year so i'm really excited to have him back yes um so nathan timmel is a local guy who's going to be um, headlining that following weekend the 23rd and 24th um you said you just met him somewhere
0: I just met Brent at the Alternating oh. Currents Festival, and oh fun! He is so funny. He just like owned that room. Uh, that we I were bet going to show it together. He was great.
1: He is hilarious, he's just nice. so sweet. Yes, he is just really down to earth and and fun to be around. Um, yep. So Tim will be here, and then um, September 29th, ninth, September thirtieth, August first is uh, Tyler Walsh will be coming back. Oh, cool. Um, he's a uh, He's a guy from Omaha. We have a lot of stuff in common. Uh, he lived very near my hometown for a while um, doing his rodeo stuff and he's got just great tales from from the road and he, he's is he, really hilarious is he a
0: Comic who was a rodeo clown? Yes I met him in Omaha. Yes. He is hilarious. And we were, we were all outside after the show and like comics were smoking and just nonchalantly talking. And then he mentioned something about that time I got lit on fire as a rodeo clown and no one was like, tell me more. What are you doing? I was like, wait, stop. (laughs) You have so much to explain in that sentence. Yes. I imagine that's very fun.
1: Yes. He has a lot of great tales from, from the rodeo road. So
0: Oh, did you have you been to the Museum of Shadows in Omaha?
1: No, I went. Uh, Chris I've never actually been to Omaha, but apparently I need to go.
0: Oh, yeah. Go check it out. It's a bunch of haunted dolls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> OK, it was that's fun. amazing. It
0: was, a, it was a fun, creepy time.
1: OK, um, actually, so. did, did you say Schlichting went to because I feel like he and I have, have this kind of out? Yes, he and I had this conversation because he asked me when he because he headlined our first shows when we opened as the Lucky Cat. Oh, yeah. And he said, what spooky things can I do here? So I pointed him to the Granger House, but I remember him talking about the Museum of Shadows. Definitely going to have to have to make a trip to Omaha for that.
0: Yes. And I have to come back to check out the Granger House.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They do some cool stuff. They do some like nighttime Spooky walks, especially in the, as we get closer to Halloween. Oh,
0: that's awesome. Um, so my last question, how did you come up with the name Lucky Cat?
1: Oh man. So we went through a bunch of different kicking around names and stuff, but like when we had our brewery, there were some little branding pieces that we were using. We had been using a Lucky Cat um, in some different things um, just because it's a design that I like. And we have lucky cat statues already had a couple, um, one that we got before we even opened. And then one that was given to us a gift right a- as right after we opened. And so I was kind of kicking around ideas and I didn't like anything. And then like, I saw our lucky cat on the bar waving her little paw one day, her name is Kitsy. And I was like, Oh, duh, the lucky cat. Like it was just so obvious. meant to be. So, yes. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, actually. So I'm sitting in my office right here. So this is a lucky, we went to Chicago, our, our best friend's um right before the pandemic and my best friend got this for me um this little lucky cat coin purse and yeah she just gave it to me like four months ago she had forgotten all about it and she was like oh I got this when we were in Chicago and she got this teeny tiny little one too and I was like oh and this was right after we had named the lucky cat I'm like the signs were always there
0: it was right in front of you the whole time
1: yep (laughs) I just wasn't paying attention Well, we got there
0: Nice. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for doing the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. This was so much fun.
0: Yeah. Well, that's been Bloody Mary. Have a good night.
1: Why you curving up behind me? Where did you get the clock?